said that as far as she knew, I was having another heart attack as they was carrying me back to do the open heart surgery on me. And so they kind of rushed me on back and got going on me, but I'm glad that doing real good so far, the doctor said that I'm doing ex exceptionally almost. And so I contribute all the prayers that's been offered on our behalf. And if I mess up a little bit reading the scriptures or something, I had surgery for a cataract on one eye before, you know, the coronavirus. The coronavirus came and they canceled on my other one and I had the heart trouble. So now I got to get released from the heart trouble to get my other eye fixed, get me some glasses where I can actually see good through. I can see pretty good outwardly, but reading up close to the Bible and stuff is a little bit more difficult with me. So you just bear with me and we... We'll do all right, that's why I tell you, and thank goodness he puts most of my verses up. I told him sometimes I skip some, and sometimes I go so fast, probably hard for him to keep up with me. But again, good, thank you for having me. Thank you for being with you. We do pray for y'all, and I trust you keep praying for us. And we pray that the Lord will just bless y'all and work everything out for his honor and glory. If you have any Bibles, or if he puts the scriptures on the board tonight, Hebrews 6, 11 through 13. Hebrews chapter 6, 11 through 13. It says, And we desire that every one of you to show the same diligence to the full measure of hope unto the end, that ye may be not slothful, but followers of them which through faith and patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself. The title of the message tonight is simply, Be Not Doubtful. Be Not Doubtful. We are supposed to be believing. We're supposed to be full of faith. Amen? And not doubtful. And our text is found, it says, that ye be not slothful. Now, the other translations use the word doubtful there. And I kind of like the word doubtful because, you know, if you're doubting something, you're not going to really do it like you ought to, right? Or you're not going to be as, as active in it as you should be. And so tonight, we're going to look at that where it says, Be Not Doubtful, but followers of them also through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now, as we think of promises, we have what we call the covenant God made. Remember, we have what we call the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. We have the New Testament, which we call the New Covenant, correct? And it says a covenant is a vow or a promise or even a testament, which we said, you know, we got the two. Now, some people believe the New Testament, but don't believe the Old Testament. But according to God's word, you got to believe all of it or none of it. Amen. Either it's all inspired if it's not. And me and you sure are not the one to judge what's inspired and what's not. Or I'm not. Maybe you a better scholar than I am. I just like to take it all and take it. I always say it face value unless the Bible usually tells you different. The Bible is a dictionary to itself. If it uses a certain word over here in the Old Testament, that word in the New Testament, unless God puts a different meaning to it, will mean the same thing it did in the Old because God's the author of it. Amen. He told them in what to write, inspired under God, and they wrote it. But as we think of a covenant tonight, it says a vow or a promise or either a testament. And then you know, it says God made a promise. Faith believes it. Hope anticipates it. And patient quietly awaits it. And boy, that's true, is it? Think of the Abrahamic covenant. Remember, it's talking here about the covenant God made with Abraham that we read in the opening this morning. It says, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself, saying, Surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he attained the promise. After he had patiently endured, he he. he uh, claimed the promise. And so notice here, 
God doesn't do everything instantly. Have y'all noticed that? As we think of the Jews now, he made a promise to Abraham, and boy, the promised land, they still, hey, amen, they go in to have it. The Jews, look how he multiplied them, as the sand on the seashore, it says, and I tell you, they're all over the world, aren't they, tonight? And in a way, thank God for it, because they carried, you know, gospel with them, and a lot of them, wherever they went. And so thank God. For, you know, as we think of God's promise, somebody mentioned uh, here opening tonight about, about the rainbow. According to the rainbow, what did God say about it? Didn't he more or less make a covenant with the rainbow? And he said, as long as you see that rainbow, I'll never destroy the world again by a flood. It said it's going to be fire the next time if you believe your Bible and reading the Bible. And I do, by the way. Somebody said, when you say, do you believe like you don't? I do. Okay, I done told you that. But even if you don't, the next time it says it's going to be with fire. And listen, I believe we're closer to the end of time than we've ever been. And so I'm just looking forward to it. Amen. Boy, I like God's promise of his, you know, think of God's promises. God made a promise to David over in 2 Samuel 23, 5. And here's what David said. Although my house be not so with God, yet he has made with me an everlasting covenant ordered in all things and sure for this is my salvation and all my desire, although he make it not to grow. Now David said, my house wasn't perfect. If you notice, God used people that was not perfect to carry out his will in the Bible. They just was willing to follow him and do what he told them to do. Amen. Because I said, you know, I'm not a perfect preacher if y'all hadn't figured it out yet. In fact, I'm not a perfect nothing, I don't think. What's well, that old said? I'm a jack of all trades and master of none. So that pretty well tells you where I fit in at. But here was David. He said, even though my God made an everlasting, he said an everlasting covenant with me. Ordered, and he said, for this is all my salvation. What God promised, David said he believed and he trusted in it. Even his salvation was with God and he's trusting God for it. And what did God promise David? He said, there are going to be some of your seed that's going to rule and reign for all eternity. Amen. And he's talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ tonight. Amen. The anointed one of God, the perfect one, the door, the good shepherd. We can just go on over 50-something different names of Jesus in the Bible. And he's that. Amen. I like that, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Hallelujah. I like it, don't you? He takes care of all that. And so God made this promise to David. And so David said, listen, I'm going to believe him. I trust him. He said, it's my salvation. He said, I'm going to stand on it tonight. And I trust you say tonight you're standing on the shed blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost coming into your heart and saving you and giving you that assurance you saved. Amen. Because listen, be not doubtful. Abraham, look how long he had to go before he got to the promised land and everything. Remember all the different routes and problems he had. But we think about the covenant and don't be doubtful of it. Trust God's word, believe God's word and stand on it. Would to God we had a whole nation tonight that would stand on the word of God and do what's right. Amen. All right, now I wanted to see covenant, but said be not doubtful concerning comfort either. You know, Jesus will never leave you alone. That means by yourself, and he'll never leave you alone, right? He's still working on me, as they say, to make me what I ought to be. It says in Psalm 46, 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I like that old uh, spiritual song way back years ago where it says, Where could I go? Now, I can't sing. Y'all just over there. Where could I go but to the Lord? A lot of y'all heard that. I know. Hey, where could I go but to the Lord? 
And you know, a lot of times that's about the last place we go, is it not? I always tell like instructions when you put something together. You know, you buy something first, you look at the picture I do and start putting it together. You ever, ever had a few parts left over? Then after I do that or it don't work right, I said, well, I guess I'm going to have to break out those instructions and see what it says. Sometimes we do God that way. You know, we try to just make it on our own, make it work. And then after we find out it don't work too good, we say, well, maybe I better check with instructions here to see if I'm doing this thing right. And so he's a comfort in time of trouble. And listen, a Christian, contrary to what some preachers say, life is not a bed of roses. Jesus didn't have it. And we doesn't have it. And we won't have it. But listen, just remember if you say this is the worst it's ever going to be. Amen. The best, I like that, is yet to come. I like it, don't you? The best is yet. It's kind of like dessert. You don't have to eat your meal and all you eat and you think this is good or that good or don't like that. But boy, they bring that dessert out. Ooh, i tell you what they like. Man, that's what we eat today. We had some uh, peach cobbler and ice cream. And that little grandson of ours, he can say ice cream already, about three years of age. And man, he eat that stuff up. We thought he was full and ready to get down. He found out he was getting ice cream and peach cobbler. All of a sudden, he was hungry again. He eat all his up and then tried to eat half my wife's up. Why? The best is yet to come. Hallelujah. Well, I'm trying to keep my amen. Hallelujah. And I, I like it, don't you? Comfort, boy. Listen to what it says here. A help is not present, a help that is not present when needed, it is of no help at all. If a help's not there when you need it, it's no good at all, is it? It says an anchor which is left at home is no good when the seaman encounters a storm. You got to have the anchor. How many have been fishing before and your anchor didn't hold and you drift and you drift and you drift and want that anchor to hold, I'll tell you that. And then it also says here, listen, it says the money which you used to have is no good if the debtor comes to collect today, right? Man, that's pretty bad, ain't it? I think, I feel sorry for all these people that's lost their jobs and haven't been able to work. And I tell you, it's a rough time for some people. I'm thank the Lord so far. I still hadn't done without a meal unless I wanted to, so praise the Lord for that. It says, but as for the Lord, He's present when we seek Him, He's present when we need Him, and He's present even after He blessed us. I like that, don't you? He's there. As the song says, He was there all the time. May not have seen Him, but He was there. It says, we need not have a moment's care or an instant's fear. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Jesus always said, fear not. Remember that? Fear not. Fear not. Said, I'm with you, fear not. And if we're not careful today, what? The old devil tried to get us to fear, won't he? Always remember, fear freezes. When you got a fear about something, you know you, you, you can't do anything. Now, always I still have a fear of snakes. The only good snake to me is a dead one, okay? But I've always dreamed about snakes, big, big snakes, all kinds. And always, in one dream, I was dreaming that the snake was after me. And I was going to run, and I was so scared my feet wouldn't move. Couldn't go nowhere. Now, that's bad, ain't it? Went up here saying, run, run, and down here saying, I am not going. I'm too afraid to move. And if you're not careful, see, you won't do anything for the Lord because you're fearful. That's why I said don't be fearful. Don't doubt it. And faith 
freeze. That's why Jesus said, I came, you might have life and have it more ab abundantly, right? The good life we call it, amen. It's good because Jesus is the one that gives it to us, amen. I like that, don't you? I'm glad it's a comfort, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You don't have to have any fear about it. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. Jesus said, don't even worry about tomorrow, didn't you? Now, most of us do, don't we? Do we? If we'll be honest, anybody ever worry about tomorrow? Concerns what we like to call it. Hey, that's a good, good Christian word for it, ain't it? Well, I'm just really concerned about this because we're not supposed to worry, remember? He said, fret not, don't worry. There's some things I just have to ask the Lord to help me with. I hadn't, you know, completely accomplished it yet. I don't know about you. I'm working on it. Though. Hey, amen. I mean, he's working on me. I can't do anything myself. Okay, so we've seen covenant. We've seen uh, Comfort, and then notice confidence. Boy, I like that, don't you? There's some things you need to know for sure. Listen to what it says over in Hebrews 6, 19. It says, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enter into that within the veil. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. And then notice it clarifies that word hope. A lot of people don't understand that. It says both sure and steadfast. The hope in the Bible is a blessed hope, and that's our Lord Jesus Christ, and it means you can be sure about it, right? You ask a lot of people to say, and said, I hope so, that means they don't know where they are or not. And it said, sure and steadfast, if you say, you should really know it tonight. And so listen, don't be doubtful about it. Claim God at His Word. Trust His Word and trust the fact that you have the Holy Spirit within. If you've ever been saved, you have been changed. Amen. How, amen tonight. You have been changed. I like that, don't you? Which hope. We have an anchor of the soul. You know, I've anchored my soul. Amen. How about you tonight? Steadfast. Sure. Amen. A lot of things we can't be sure about, right? But if you're saved tonight, you will know it beyond a shadow of a doubt tonight. And if you're saved tonight, you're saved for all eternity or either Jesus was a liar and God was a liar. And the Bible says God's not a liar, by the way, in case you wonder about it. And Jesus said the words he spake were truth. And Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Jesus said, I got you in my hand. God's got you in his hand over my hand. And he said, there can't no man pluck him out. So if you can lose it, that means you're less than a man. Whoa, what's that? Yeah. Amen. I'm glad God don't care in the racer. And he writes your name at Lamb's Book of Life. It's there for all eternity. Praise the Lord. God don't make any mistakes. God from the beginning. It said that Jesus Christ, as you know, that was slain from the foundation of the world. Did y'all understand that Jesus was actually in God's eyes put on that cross before he even created the world? And remember the blood is the thing that makes a difference all the way through. A lot of people don't understand about Cain and Abel. But remember, if you will, Abel offered a lamb, which is a blood sacrifice. Cain offered a bloodless sacrifice. And God told him that if he didn't do what he ought to do, sin lied at the door. And you remember he didn't do what God told him to do. There's a lot of people read about in the Bible that didn't do what God told them to do. Isn't that something? And boy, it costs, let me tell you. If you don't get saved, it's going to cost for all eternity if you die in that condition. Sure is. There's a son of a preacher and he wrote the following story. I'm going to try to read it and keep it a little straight. I hope I can. He said, I'll never forget an hour in our house when we were there and there were 10 children in his family and his dad was a preacher. 
And he said one night they were sitting there and the question came up about going to college. Ten children now. The preacher had ten. And, and one of the children said to him, if you had used that great brain you have in law business instead of being a preacher, we would all have had money enough to go to college and you'd had money to send us. Said he saw his dad look out the window. He turned back and tears was running down his cheeks. And he said, yes, that is true. I could have done it, but when you woke up in hell, you would have cursed me far more than you do now. He said, children, money isn't everything, and I will try to leave you an inheritance that is incorruptible, that does not fade away. When I'm gone, a poor preacher, you will know one thing, and that is that I know Jesus. My prayer tonight, if you don't know anything else about me tonight, I hope you can say, he knows Jesus. Amen. I tell you, I can't think of a better compliment than that one, can you? And outweighs all the riches in the world. They sat over in a cellar in uh, Cologne, Germany. It said after World War II, they found these words written on a wall where they kept the prisoners at. He said, I believe, the title of it, it says, I believe in the sun even when it's not shining. I believe in love even when I feel it not. I believe in God even when he is silent. 1 Samuel 2.12 says, Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mitzvah and Shem and called the name of it Ebenezer, saying, Hitherto the Lord has helped us. I want to tell you tonight, the Lord has brought us safe thus far. And the Lord will carry us home. Amen. I want you to leave here tonight not doubtful, but with confidence that God is in control and God will take care of you. We sing the song, but it's hard to live it sometimes, isn't it? I always said, you know, words are cheap. It's a lot easier to preach it than it is to live it, in case you all wondering tonight, amen? And remember when I point one finger out there, somebody said they're three pointing back at me. <laughs> God the Father, God the Son, God, amen, yeah. Be not doubtful to turn the covenant Concerning comfort and concerning confidence tonight. Be not doubtful. Let's bow together in prayer and then we'll have our invitational hymn. Father, we do want to bow before you and we ask your blessings. I pray something that's been said tonight will be a blessing. I pray if anyone here not they and not saved, they'd be saved tonight. I pray you bless us. Bless this church, Lord, all of them that does so much. I pray you bless each one. I thank you, Lord, how that these people love you. And I thank you how you love us, Lord. I love them, but you love them more. I thank for an opportunity to even stand and preach your word. I pray, have your will with each one of us tonight. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you just bless us as only you can. Somebody hurting tonight, somebody that needs somebody to pray with them. Lord, we'll be up front to pray with them. Someone want to be saved, we'll show them how. Father, have your will in this invitation, Lord, and we'll give you the praise for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen.